have desires and plans and goals to live like unrealistically, you know, to achieve our vision and our dreams and our goals for our life. But yet we find we're taking actions and a lot of times we don't even notice it that are realistic, common actions, which will only produce common results. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Joey Drollshagen, thank you so much for being here on Persistence You today. I have loved chatting with you before we recorded, and I know that you are doing many, many things in the world, but tell us a little bit about you before you developed the amazing business and mindset coaching that you do today. Absolutely, Lizbeth. And, and same thing here, like that talk we had prior to going live here is just it's so funny. It was I love fun. That. So, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I told you I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, you know, and I had great parents and, and man, they they just exhausted themselves and beat themselves up trying to make ends meet. You know, they had five of us kids and and and, and I, I just saw that the, the exhaustion that they went through and the way that impacted their, their own life and their own health and and their relationship and their relationship with us and stuff, you know. And and I remember at nine years old, I went and spent the weekend at a friend's house. And his dad gave us $20 and told us to go to the Dairy Queen. When my family, we had to save up for something like that, you know, that wasn't. And so, and, and then I went back home and I realized the difference in the energy. And I thought, man, you people are doing something wrong. And I'm not going to live like you guys did. And then I got into my 20s and I repeated those same behaviors. Like if something came really easy for me, I thought I didn't deserve it or I didn't, you know, work hard enough for it. You know, and, and and I started noticing those things. And at 22 years old, I heard the speaker, his name is Jack Boland, and I don't remember what he said, but I remember that it just lit this thing inside of me that I really wanted to spend my life inspiring, motivating, and leading people to live better lives. But I didn't know how to do it for me. So I became right. a student of the works I do at that age, you know, and I've been growing and building ever since. I went through, a, I told you, a 28-year career in corporate America up to a vice president of sales, helping organizations in bankruptcy get back to profitability. And for a long time, I confused that the title and, and the, the money is, is what life was about, you know? And so I chased that. And, and I chased that all the way up, like I said, up to a vice president of sales, through college degrees, everything else. But at the same time, I had this other thing that I was running with, and it became my life, almost like my life hobby or my mistress, I guess, <laughs> that I continually dove into programs and tried to learn and go through different phases and such. And 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 I, I noticed some relief, but very minimal for the amount of effort I was putting in in that area. And so as the career was, you know, the, the corporate career was growing, I didn't really make much, much progress in, in the whole personal side of things. And it wasn't until later on and, and through that process, you know, I battled with divorce after a 19-year marriage. I battled with alcohol. I battled with food and ga gambling. And I would always try, it, it would end up without realizing it, is I would use things to try to make life okay enough. Sure. That's what we do. We do that a lot. I mean, I feel like we just don't take stock of it till it's too late. 
You're absolutely right. And, and, and so ultimately, so, so as I'm going through that process of that, and then about, so now I started getting some coaching certifications and things like that, because I knew it's what I wanted to do. And I guess I thought I would do it while I was still in corporate, you know, earlier on in my mid twenties to low thirties, I would try opening up businesses and have some level of success, but none of them ever really took the place of the corporate. So now as I'm going forward and getting certifications and stuff, my um, about 12 years ago, my dad passed away of cancer. And a year later, my mom passed away. But she, the only reason she passed away, is she didn't want to be alive without her other half. Mm. You know, and, and I found myself an orphan and I'm still in corporate America. And now I've gotten these certifications. And, and it just really got to me where it was like, I'm either going to do this or I'm not. Like, I felt like I was the whole personal development, I was going so hard for so long and not getting much ground. Well, right about that time, I came upon information about the subconscious. And I really dove into it. And, you know, within within a couple months of, of understanding how the subconscious conditioning plays out in our results for our life, I started up my business, which is IFGT Coaching Consulting. The IFGT stands for It's Freaking Go Time. And within a couple months of that, I resigned from corporate America, moved down here to the mountains of South Carolina, and I've been going forward ever since. Oh, that's and wonderful. It's just, it's just been so miraculous. And it's so, one of the awesome things about it is be, what I've been through allows me to help so many people to not have to go through that level of struggle. Part of my passion when I started doing this is, I told you, my parents were, they were really, really good people. But they didn't have the tools that we have today. So my mission of my life is truly to impact millions of people's lives with the works that I do. And that work really is centered around the fact that you, it sounds like reflexively, like we all do, you were repeating the steps that your parents, you know, had laid out for you. Even if we want to be different as kids, if we don't have the tools and the insight to do differently, how are we going to make a difference? And so you had to learn that the hard way. And now you Absolutely. want to help other people and, avoid that. So yeah, that's fantastic. The cool thing about it, Elizabeth, is, is what took me years and decades to figure out. The people I work with today figure within weeks. Right. Excellent. Can you give us a little insight into what are some of the lessons that you think are most valuable or the mindset shifts are most valuable to some of the people that you coach today? Yeah, like one of the things, and, and we hear a lot about, you know, um, law of attraction, the secret, mm -hmm. things like that. And I'll tell you, when that stuff came out, I bought the, the VHS because I'm that old. <laughs> I bought a book and I found a study guide someplace. And man, I dove into that for over a year. And, and so one of the things I have to say is from the time I was 22 and started all this, everything has been like an experiment. I take things on like experiments and I, I'll read something and I'll experiment with it. You know, and so I did that with that for over a year, and I was probably the most positive thinking person I could I I knew, and I I, I thought based on the way I understood those is I could positive think my way into the life I wanted, but right. nothing changed with it. Right. <laughs> Later on, I would realize, and and this is part of the thing with it is, is the conscious mind is where our thinking starts, the words we use, thoughts we entertain, all that. But it's not the end point. What happens is our subconscious just absorbs what the conscious mind's focused on. And then 
pro programs that into a, what I call a motherboard within our subconscious. And that's the voice we hear in our head. That's, 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 and, but ult ultimately that's what triggers our brainwaves to the actions we take and we don't take. So when we're afraid to do something, we're typically not going to trigger that brainwave to take that action, even though that action is breaking out of our comfort zone and leading us to what we truly desire. So what, one of the things I do is I bring alignment to the conscious and subconscious, which is total mindset alignment. And as we do that, one of the first things I had to do was be open-minded because we are so set in our conditioning. Nothing else seems right other than to follow that. But I had to break and shift that in order to get something different, you know, different results. Right. So that that would be a one big one. A lot of the things when I'm talking to people, I'll tell them, you know, do you have an open mind? Like, for instance, in business, I've helped realtors within within nine months, really go from seven point five million dollars in annual sales to twenty three million dollars in sales. That's unrealistic that that would happen. And people, their conditioning will say that that can't be right. That's that's too that's too big of a jump. That's that's not right. But it is. And what happens is we close our mind to things that don't fit into being realistic. Like we we all have desires and plans and goals to live like unrealistically, you know, to achieve our vision and our dreams and our goals for our life. But yet we find we're taking actions and a lot of times we don't even notice it that are realistic, common actions, which will only produce common results. And so that open mind allows us to look at some uncommon actions, some things that don't feel comfortable to start into. And it's all about stepping outside of our comfort zone. But as I get clients to start taking some of those uncommon actions, all of a sudden they start producing uncommon results and can end up truly with unrealistic results based on the actions they're taking. I like that. I think we all want those unrealistic results, but the, some of the things that we tell ourselves are that's... You know, if it sounds too good to be true, it is, or that's that's got to be dangerous, or somebody's got to get hurt with a risk such as this. So it sounds like you're you're almost like a chiropractor for mindset. <laughs> Giving I never looked at like that. <laughs> you're you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right with what you're saying because we can have our conscious mind focused on what we want. We can have a vision. We can have all the things I, I use with my clients and such. You know, to, to help them to to utilize to bring that about. But if we don't do something about the subconscious, at some point, this is going to go by the wayside. So we have to really bring those into alignment with things. And that's really what I help people do, to, to um, develop what that vision is, what they want to achieve, and then help them to bring that alignment by shifting the subconscious conditioning that's working against them. And we start opening that up. I like it. I like that. That sounds really effective. Now, what you have any client stories you want to share in your coaching rather than just the corporate world? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I do a, a corporate, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it kind of fits. But like, I had a client come to me who was who was a CEO of a company. I won't say the name, but he came to me and he said, "I want to get coaching. My my staff is just really kind of dropped on. I can't motivate them and inspire them to get back up there." And, and I don't want to bring a coach in to work with them. I want to get coaching and then I want to work with them. I like it. I did too. 
I would have rather worked with the whole team and him, but that's okay. You know, it works the way right. it works. And, and so we go forward and we get this vision. And in the third week we're working together, it comes out that he's got a 37-year marriage and he and his wife just coexist. The kids are grown and moved out and they they share the same house. They don't sleep in the same room. They don't shop, eat, nothing together like that. They just coexist in the same dwelling. The fifth week, this is where it steps into unrealistic. The fifth week... I was doing a live workshop up in Michigan. He happened to be there. He came to the workshop and I said, hey, would you mind doing a testimony? He goes, not at all. So he came up on stage and he shared with the people, you know, excuse me, why he got to coaching. And then what happened in the third week, because that was like a breakthrough thing for him. He'd never talked to anybody about that with he and his wife and such. And and so now this is the fifth week we've worked together. And I said, so what's life like now at home? And he said, Joseph, we're like newlyweds. He said, we eat, we date, we snuggle up on the couch and eat popcorn and watch movies and, 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 and all this. So all this change happens. Now, he came to me for business coaching for his team. By the time we got done working together, his team no longer needed coaching. His team had accelerated back up and they were they were progressing. They weren't all the way up to the level, but they were progressing up that level of, of where they were before, you know, all this downside started happening for them and stuff. And it's just another, it's just another indicator that when we deal with the stuff going on inside, everything in our outside world has to align with that. So if we're stuck in, in I've helped a lot of people with financial struggles and situations and things like that, who, who just can't seem to get both feet on the ground at the same time financially and help them within a matter of months, completely change their situation around just based on looking at it a different way and then dealing with the subconscious conditioning that's causing them to continue to go into debt. Or you ever meet somebody and they go, man, every time I get, you know, I just got a $500 bonus. And then you hear about their furnace going out or a hot water tank or and every time they get money, something comes up like that. That's conditioning that's playing out over and over and over. Some people will get a windfall of money and instead of being excited, they'll be nervous about what's going to happen that's going to take that. And sure enough, something happens and takes that money. Right. You know, I've, I've I've worked with teachers who could just no longer stand to do what they were doing. And so in developing the vision, she came up with this. She wanted to buy a, she bought a short bus, converted it to a hair salon, resigned from teaching and drove around to industrial parks and people would come outside and get their hair cut and then go back into work. Within a year, she expanded that, got somebody to run the, the smaller bus and expanded to a larger bus that had like a boutique in the front. So people could come out and shop and then get their hair done and walk right back in the work. It's just amazing what people come up with. I had a university professor resign and ended up going because she wanted to travel to all the national parks. And she didn't want to just drive through. She wanted to live there and embed in it and find out about it and things like that. She's been doing that. She just came off the road after three and a half years. Oh, wow. And she's been traveling this whole time. She monetized a blog. So she was, you know, making some income there and she'd stop at places and live there and work for a while and do what she wanted to do and then move on and stuff. And it's just incredible what's available to us. But we got to get outside of here. Right. And then the next thing with it, once we get the vision and all that, the next thing I have found is there's a lot of times I'll consider my thinking like my head, the Antichrist. And the reason being is because I found the more I live through my thinking and my strategies, the limited it is and the less the results pan out. 
But if you look at the things that work out, you and I were talking about you moving to where you move to. And I don't know if right. it's okay to say or not, but where you move to. And there's things that happen that work that out that you could not have put together through your logical thinking. You couldn't have strategized. They just fall into place. And so what happens is that every once in a while coincidence in doing the works I do, I've designed it in a way where we can continually tap into those coincidences, which means that we don't have to use our logical mind as much and strategizing and all that, which means we can live happier and healthier and not have the stress of anxiety and everything. And we can just flow through what we want and allow it to show up by getting into alignment with it rather than doing all the strategies and stuff that block it. I like it. I like it. So you're really looking at the possibilities, but you're clearing the deck. You're making sure that you pay attention to every single thing. You're teaching people to look at what it is that's holding them back like a magnetic force and kind of getting rid of those. And yes. And as we shift those, as we shift those limiting and their beliefs, patterns, mostly habits, you know, the ways we naturally process, you know, right. uh, Wallace Wallace has a quote that I absolutely love. He said, thinking is the hardest work in the world. And that's why most people don't do it. <laughs> and if you think about it, I always laugh and chuckle at that. But if you think about it, when we're going through our life and we're going by our conditioning and our patterns and our beliefs and that comfort zone, we're not truly living. Right. We're just following that pattern and just living that pattern day after day after day after day. A thinking person will look at that and go, this isn't what I want. Right. And will be open to looking at what they do want and how to how to achieve that. I like it. I like it. That is absolutely fantastic. Is it so much more fulfilling now? What's your day-to-day work life like now? Yeah, it's it's you know, <laughs> I when I was in corporate America. I spent a lot of time out on the road. But if I was in the office for two days in a row till five o'clock, I was miserable. I was beat up. I felt cheated. I felt like this isn't what, you know, I can't stand living this way and everything else and stuff. You know, there's times I'll do all my works here. And at like eight, nine o'clock at night, I'll walk into next door here. I have a studio. Sorry. And I'll start doing some filming. And I'll be there till two, three o'clock in the morning. And when I get done, I can't go to sleep because I'm so excited. It's like the life I live today is it it's energizing rather than rather than you know pulling away the energy and actually the things I'm doing add to it. And most of the clients that I work with as we go through this process experience the same thing where it's like we tap into this another level of energy by doing what we're doing. And I assume that you feel the same way in what you do. It's getting to be more and more, you know, it takes a while when you kind of burn your life down and start again and follow what you feel like is your true meaning. But it is shocking how things start clicking together like Lincoln logs when you know you're doing what you should be doing. Yes. And when you get into alignment with that, because even for a while, when I first started doing this, you know, I I was trying to do it my way. I was trying to build this business my way. Right. And and I kept running into walls and speed bumps and problems and this and that. And it took me a while to understand all the logical thinking and strategizing everything I learned through my corporate career. They didn't serve me then and they're not going to serve me now. And one of the cool things is I did get to experience when I was in corporate that changeover. 
to where like I would strategize every night and every morning on what my to do's were going to be and who I was going to call and what I was, you know, my call log and all that stuff and everything else. And later on, I would, I would just, once I realized this, it was like, okay, I'm just going to allow it. All of a sudden I'd be driving and I'd get a thought of, of, a, of a buyer or purchasing person that I had spoken to and sent him a quote. So I would just pick up the phone and I'd call them and you will not believe how many times they go, oh my God, I'm getting ready to source that. And, and I, I don't have your quote in front of me. Can you send it to me? Or I, you know, what's something with the quote or something. And I would get that awarded that business. Wow. Great. And that's what I'm talking about. When we get into that flow, when we get into that alignment, okay. all of a sudden things start showing up and, and we didn't have to put the excessive effort into making them happen. And I think that is what I noticed personally also is, and I can say that having come through a dark season fairly recent, uh, recently, sometimes you get the smell of desperation because you want your life to be different, but you don't really know how to make it different. And that repels people, it turns out. And no amount of programming in the world can take it and can fix that. And then when suddenly you are in alignment and when you're doing the thing that you should be doing, what I find is like, I don't even have to advertise anymore. And I get business coming to me that I'm not even sure I have time for anymore. But that's a beautiful feeling, you know, when you yes. know that what you're doing matters, it's meaningful, it's exciting, you're passionate about it. Then suddenly things turn around. And so I love that you're there to be that. And I am going to stick with this, your mindset chiropractics, because really getting people into alignment and helping people see that even if we want to do differently in our lives, sometimes the past that we've come from holds on tight to us and we we have a hard time letting go. And it's really important to be cognizant of that and have someone to help like yourself. Absolutely. And, and you talked about that. You talked about that point A being in that place where we almost feel lost. Like right. I can't stand this, but I don't know what to do. And to that living that life that you desire. And, and, and really between those two points, a part of it is faith. For me, it has been. Truly. A part of it is trust. A part of it is like trusting in something bigger than me and my thinking that right. can bring this forward. And as I started doing that, and exactly like you said, if I were doing this on my own, I, I still wouldn't be where I am today. Working with coaches, with people who had the different areas where I was going, you know, that, that aligned with me and stuff like that at those times has really helped me to, you know, eventually accelerate once I actually dove into it and stuff with that. And and looking at that is is everything I have found. I wrote a book called Life's Lessons, and it's all about how life happens for us and not to us. So some of the worst things that I've helped people work on in their life and stuff, it's it we we've been able to use that to strengthen them. The things I've been through, whether it be divorce, alcohol, you know, whatever it is, have are, are blessings to me today because they've helped me. They've driven me. They've motivated me. The pain of those things has motivated me to break through those barriers because we're really only changed two ways. One is we're either pushed by our pain, right? It pushes mm -hmm. us hard enough and far enough and down enough that we just can't stand anymore and we're forced to do something. Or two, we're pulled by a vision. Mm -hmm. And what I do in the organizations I've helped in the, in the individuals I work with, the corporations, is I, I help them get that dynamic vision and then start opening it up to get pulled into it. So instead of it being a complete fearful process, once I can get somebody to click on an item in their vision and experience that happening, 
all of a sudden that fear part of it really diminishes a lot because the excitement builds up of what's possible. Right. I love that. Well, how can people find, where is the best one place that people can find out more about you and maybe work with you and your book? Absolutely. So, so I'll give you the website you can put in because it's josephadrolshagen.com, which is hard to spell even for me, but anybody (laughs) can, (laughs) Elizabeth, anybody can go to coachwithjoey.com and they can schedule a 15 minute conversation with me. I love it. That is smart too. I like how you did your website to avoid the difficult. Yes. Yes. And they can schedule and we'll get on the call. We'll talk about what's going on, see if I can help them in any way, you know, with, with okay. giving them some ideas and things they can look at to start looking at things differently and, and you know, go from there. I love it. I think that's fantastic. I love the work that you're doing. So you. good. And it was delightful to meet you today. Thank you for being here on Persistence You. Same thing here is a blessing. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe. And I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.